0: You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Commander Shepard,
1: captain of the Normandy, the first human Spectre, savior of the Citadel. You're in the presence of a legend, Delan, and a ghost. All the good people we lost, and you get left behind. Figures. Screw this. I'm done with you Alliance types. I thought you were dead, Commander.
2: We all did. It's been too long, Caden. How have you been?
1: Is that all you have to say? You show up after two years and just act like nothing happened. I would have followed you anywhere, Commander. Thinking you were gone. It was like losing a limb. Why didn't you try to contact me? Why didn't you let me know you were alive?
2: Not my choice. I spent the last two years in some kind of coma while Cerberus rebuilt me.
1: You're with Cerberus now. I can't believe the reports were right. Reports? You already knew? Alliance Intel thought Cerberus might be behind the missing human colonies. I got a tip, this colony might be the next one to get hit. Anderson stonewalled me. But there were rumors that you weren't dead. You were working for the enemy.
2: Cerberus and I want the same thing. To save our colonies. That doesn't mean I answer to them. Do you really believe that?
1: Or is that just what Cerberus wants you to think? I wanted to believe the rumors that you were alive. But I never expected anything like this. You've turned your back on everything we stood for.
2: This isn't about me working for Cerberus, Caden. Something far more important is at stake. You saw it yourself. The Collectors are targeting human colonies, and they're working with the Reapers.
1: I want to believe you, Shepard, but I don't trust Cerberus. They could be using the threat of a Reaper to manipulate you. What if they're behind it? What if they're working with the Collectors? Typical Alliance. You can't take your eyes off Cerberus long enough to see the real threat.
2: I can see you won't listen to Reason.
1: You show up after two years and tell me you're working with Cerberus. What does Reason figure into any of this? You've changed, but I still know where my loyalties lie. I'm an Alliance soldier. Always will be. I've got to report back to the Citadel. They can decide if they believe your story or not.
2: I could use someone like you and my crew, Caden. It'll be just like old times. No, it won't. I'll never work for Cerberus.
1: Goodbye, Shepard. And be careful.
2: Joker, send the shuttle to pick us up. I've had enough of this colony.
0: Hello, and welcome to Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, where we're discussing our experiences playing through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm joined by Chip Locke.
3: Howdy, Space Cowboys.
0: Corey Kurabara-Treadway. Hello from space. And this is episode number 24, and today we we meet the Collectors. We haven't actually met them yet, have we? The who? I mean,
3: they met us <laughs> in, in the rear of our ship with a big old laser. So, wow, that sounds terrible when That's, you say it out
0: loud. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Shepard died, so yeah, it kind of didn't go very well. But, yeah. you know, that was that was just like some ship to ship you know two ships passing in the night literally yeah yeah and now one passing actually getting you
4: down the other one just a fire going fire burning
0: just implode not imploding exploding and then disintegrating on uh falling to falling to not earth falling to i guess whatever surface the planet was there i should know that there's the there's a mission where you can do this people we'll talk about that mission a later. mission
3: I, I mean we we could do it now it's it's about 2 minutes worth of conversation <laughs>
0: do we want to do that now yeah why not let's get i mean why not (laughs) it's like a solo
3: mission i did it literally before i set foot on omega i was just like i go get some free xp because it's like because it's
0: like right it's right there
3: yeah it's in the it's in the same uh cluster so you can like hop over one system you go plonk down on the planet walk around find some dog tags place a cool mako uh memorial or it was it's not a mako memorial um I always, it the the yes. I always put it by the Mako. It's the Normandy Memorial. I always put it by the Mako because I just think it looks dope to see like the Mako crashed like nose face down in the planet uh, and then have like the, the Normandy sort of swooping in front of it.
5: Yeah, I think that's what I, that's what I did as well.
0: I, Who's? I put it in front of like one, one of the caves or one of the, one of the pieces where you could go in.
5: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who's going to this planet to see this memorial? it's not a very high traffic
0: planet it'd be like if in star wars they memorialized the hoth base
5: yeah 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 yeah
3: had like a i mean you know maybe you could have a little like gift shop you could have a i don't know little garrus plushie in you know in like they could take one of the hollowed out parts of the ship and turn it into a gift shop or oh. something i don't know <laughs>
0: what you need is like a collector laser beam hand warmer oh yeah like a little model version of the, and then you can use that just to warm your hands cuz it's so cold outside
3: but yeah so favorite. that so that was a mission that you get and you do and it has no consequences at all it's it's nice i guess it's nice to sort of say goodbye to the wreckage of your ship it felt a little weird doing it as soon as i started mass effect 2 maybe i shouldn't do that
0: it's it's like it's pure nostalgia. It's like oh hey, like here's here's an image of the Normandy as it used to be because you're especially if you do it later on, you're so used to the new Normandy because it's so much better that you forget how not awkwardly, the old dormity was designed, but you you know you get you get used to it. And you're like you know, and so now you're like, oh yeah, remember how the, the ship used to be? It had those weird staircases. You took the elevator, and then you had to take the stairs.
3: Yeah, that was it still weird. makes no sense. It is bizarre. The one thing, the one thing I, I always forget about is you find uh, Navigator Presley's like sort of garbled diary and his yes. like arc through. I don't care for aliens. too. ah, these aliens are all right. It's okay. Maybe
5: I was wrong to be an alien racist. Space. I was wrong to be an alien racist. It's the little redemption upon death.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you can feel you can feel better about him having died, I guess that makes any sense. I, I <laughs>
4: well he became he, he realized he was wrong, so it's not like did that really make you feel better that he died just because of that?
3: Yeah, I mean, he, he really came around like his art because he never does in the game because he has like three lines of dialogue that he will always have. You can talk to him right at the end, and he always sets the same dialogue. So, I guess that was nice.
0: Oh, the, the full arc should have been that he winds up like marrying an alien and he has kids, and then like now he'll never see them again.
5: He, well, Jeez, I guess
4: okay. He was already... <laughs> it's a bit extreme, but all
5: right, they realize it's how you save space racism or any kind of racism, just. All right. I <laughs> I'm about Sandy yeah. More cuz I can't think of a better way of say that.
0: Yeah, so, so I think that's really all we have to say about the Normandy Memorial Mission.
4: Well, like, I don't know. It's like a nice area. It's interesting. It was nice to get to get the the nice about getting all the dog tags from everybody who's who's died and with the, having each of their names
5: attached to them. That Which was, was nice a lot idea. of
3: people. That was twenty dog Mm -hmm. tags, like, Mm
5: -hmm.
3: yeah.
0: Was there any significance to those names? Like, because I don't—I mean, I don't think those characters were named in the first Mass Effect. They were just random, you know, random people on the ship.
5: Did
3: I? I mean, the only thing I could think of is if any of them featured in, you know, one of the books or something. But certainly not in the in the trilogy of games. There's no significance at all.
4: They are, they are, all the names are displayed in Mass Effect 3 on a memorial wall.
5: Oh.
3: Yes. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, we'll talk about that wall, but yeah, that's the first, like, big chunk of names before they start adding people. Uh,
5: yeah. Yeah, it's nice to get your old helmet back to be able to use it for a little paperweight in your office or your bedroom. Oh, is that where it winds
4: up? That's where mine winds up. It's, just in my, it's in the the top of the commanding officer's
0: room. i have to go check for that. But, yeah, I think that's really all we have to say about the Normandy mission. As, as you said earlier, Chip, there's really not much to it. You just yeah. go there, kind of walk around, collect some dog tags, call it a day. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I was trying to see if there's any significance to the names. I didn't see anything I was researching. They just said this list of names. So I couldn't tell if they like the list of anybody that people worked on the game or anything like that. Just so far, nothing here mentioned.
3: It's just a bunch of names. Yeah, I mean, that's why I was like, like sorry to hijack, but I was like, you know, honestly, we brought this up. It, it gets
5: about five minutes.
0: If that. Yeah. yeah. And I think we've given it its time. For sure. So let's, let's move on then. As I said, we're going to meet the collectors. We're going to Horizon. So let's hear all about what happens when uh, Shepard and crew go to Horizon. The elusive man summons Shepard to a virtual meeting and informs the commander that the Horizon colony has gone dark and a collector attack is suspected. He mentions that either Caden or Ashley, whoever survived Vermeier, is there representing the Alliance and suspects the collectors are targeting Shepard's old crew to get to them. Shepard checks in with Morden, who just about finished his Collector's swarm-proof armor. The swarms attack the colony, paralyzing everyone they come into contact with, including Shepard's old crew member. A Collector, who appears to be overseeing the operation, named Harbinger, takes control of another Collector. Shepard and crew arrive on the scene, and Morden's armor makes them invisible to the Collector's swarms. Some interference cuts off Joker's communications, and Shepard and the team fight their way through Collectors and husks. They find Delin, a mechanic who managed to hide and evade the Collectors, who tells them that the colony's defense cannons are currently offline. Shepard and Squad head to re-enable and repair them. They are able to patch Edie in to handle calibrations while the Collectors mob their position. After fighting a particularly nasty husk-like abomination, the cannons fire on the Collectors' ship, which absconds with about a third of the colony. Shepard is then reunited with the former crew member, Caden or Ashley express their disappointment at Shepard working for Cerberus. Shepard returns to a debriefing with the Elusive Man and confronts him about spreading rumors to draw out the collectors. The elusive man gives Shepard three more dossiers of potential recruits. So I don't I don't think there's a lot to unpack there. I think this is a fairly straightforward mission. It's it's nice that you get the I guess the big thing here is really the the Caden Slash Ashley sequence that you get. I know, uh, Ker, I think you also let Kaden live, correct? I did let Kaden live. And, and, uh, Chip, you went with Ashley?
5: I did. Yeah.
0: So how did, how did the sequence play with Ashley? Cause I, I, I want to get into Kaden all on his own in a moment, but let's, let's get her out of the way first.
3: So my vibe with Ashley was that. She was kind of like, she was standoffish for sure. She was like, what is up with you? Why are you working for Cerberus? You're like w- We all thought you were dead. Um, she was like professional. And I, I would say like sort of curt a little bit, but not,
5: not nasty, not mad per se. I, I don't know.
0: Did you romance her in the first game?
5: I did not romance her
3: in the first game. So I don't okay. know I, I I don't know if I've ever uh seen that scene. I'll, I'll have to check it out at some point. But yeah, I did not romance her. I I was uh I just did like the super normie Liara romance uh that I feel like 50% of the people do. Um so she wasn't so she, like we had a we had a good professional relationship though. Like I was I was mostly almost entirely nice to her because um, I, I realized like early in my Renegade Mass Effect 1 playthrough, I was kind of mean to her when she first got on the ship. And I was like, ah, I don't really want to be mean to you. Um, so she liked me like we got on. We I knew all about her sisters and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I, did, I don't know. It was good. It was it, in, in the sense like the interaction was like it really helped to drive home sort of what the game had already been saying in terms of your old crew, which is like it's been two years. People have moved on. Um, you know, people have built like whole, you know, life continuity that doesn't involve you Shepard. And so it was, you know, it was a good reminder of that. And it was interesting to see her again, I guess I'd say.
0: Well, that's kind of the funny thing about playing shepherd is that you go around and you're like, Oh, it's my old crew. You should just come back right back. And it's like, no, like they have very valid reasons not for doing that. It's, you know, it, it's one of those things where as the player character, like you're like, of course everything revolves around me. I literally am the center of this universe. And it's a nice little touch that BioWare puts in making it like no, like the other of course the other NPCs would not would not see you that way. Like they, you know, they're not just going to sit there moping like, okay, Shepard's been dead for 2 years. Maybe he'll today's the day he'll come back and I can, you know, get back on the board the Normandy.
3: That's I mean, uh, those galactic arms keep spinning, baby. Like,
0: yes you're think about your regular, regular life. Like
4: how many times would like someone calls you two years later after you've lost contact with them, think they're dead? Would you be ready just to jump on board, ready to take a new, their job or your old job back? You're like, nah, I've already got my own life to take care of right now. Yeah, give me at least two weeks to get the.
3: Yeah, and especially like Ashley, you know, she's she's back in the alliance. Like she's fully in the alliance. She's like, you work for Cerberus. Remember, like what they did. Like I don't know if I can trust you. So she definitely was like keeping shepherd at arm's length like she was like i don't know that i can trust you uh what, and but i think you know like the at the end of it i think her conversation like what she left me with was hey watch yourself like be careful
0: To go back for one moment to what Kuro was saying uh, about, you know, everybody's doing doing stuff in the two years. I think it speaks well to Shepard's crew that most of them have made improvements and, like, established and settled roots over those two years and built something new. The only one who didn't, well, he tried, was Garrus, and that just went horrible for him. So, of course, he's the one who's like, oh, you're back? I'm on. Sign me right up. Whereas everybody else, you know, Tally takes some work. uh, You know, Liara doesn't come. Rex is doing his own thing. And it's, you know, and here we've got Caden or Ashley. so. yeah. But mm-hmm. when I when I very first played through Mass Effect, I romanced to Ashley. And so this sequence for me played out like, Ashley, you're back. Like, let's, you know, let's let's pick right up where we left off. Let's get back together. And she's just like, no. And she's not having none of that. And the the, the canon in my head, I I don't think the dialogue quite bears this out, but the canon in my head was like, well, Ashley rejected me, so Miranda's going to be my pity party. <laughs> and I just turned and and Buried myself with her. Miranda um, is, your, is your, what's, what's
4: that word? Uh,
0: rebound. That's yes, the thank word. You. <laughs> thank
3: you. Wow, tough that. tough break, I guess.
4: <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know I've lost actually, to get to her.
3: I have actually never romanced Miranda. She seems way too high maintenance. Like, she yes. just, yeah, I think she just would want too much. I, cu- I couldn't, no.
5: I
4: could, no problem there. <laughs> i've had higher maintenance with people than that so it's like
0: fair dealing, enough miranda it's the way that uh strahinsky plays the australian accent like so there's something very it's like it, there's something very regal about it it's like uh hemsworth's thor australian accent like like you've got uh uh crocodile dundee like he's got a very kind of casual Australian accent, very, you know, hold on, hold and on. it's weird to say, like, this, the Australian accent can be played those ways. Wait, wait, wait. Where are we talking about Australian accents? I feel like I just zoned out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, be, it's wise Miranda feels like she's so high maintenance. Oh, okay. I'm it's because of, it's because of her accent. I,
3: I mean, really? it's not, I, I, uh, dated an Australian woman for like two years uh when I was younger. Uh well ooh, ooh, never mind. Well, she was from New Zealand. So she had a New Zealand accent, which I'm really sorry to all the Kiwis I just offended because I didn't mean to. <laughs> we lived we lived in Australia. The reason I'm saying this is like she was a New Zealander who lived in Australia. It's a different accent, yes. Uh but I was around like a lot of the accent and she does she it's it's so to me it wasn't like the accent, although it does help. Like it's definitely um her diction is excellent, right? And I think yes. that I, anytime I hear like a British accent or Australian, music, like any non-American English accent with like really precise diction, I, I do always have that like, oh, you went to boarding school. I see. Uh, kind uh, of reaction I quite, to I quite, it.
4: I quite enjoy the way she speaks. Oh, I do too. She's I do
3: too. Love the accent. Huge fan. Um, but no, it's, it's, the, it's the shit she says. <laughs> that makes her sound high maintenance. She's like, I was engineered for perfection and I expect nothing less. And it's like, damn, all right. I want to, like, also true. I want to, like, have my edible and chill on the couch and, like, watch Battlestar Galactica reruns. <laughs> like, I don't think this is going to work.
4: No, I, I get the, I also feel like her, I, I feel like she feels, she's built for perfection, but she feels inferior than she is. You know what I mean? That's what always, that is way, fair. The way I get away from talking to Miranda. So I feel like I can. I've told these high people, so I have no problem speaking to that. I'm like, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, I think you're right though. She doesn't seem like the type who's good at downtime. Right,
3: exactly. Like, she's
0: always got to be doing something. She can't, like, you can't just be like, hey, you know, like, you know, whatever, whatever's on Netflix, we're just going to binge that all day in our jammies. Like, she's not, she's going to be, after like a, like half an episode, she's going to be like, there's some dust under the couch. I'm going to start vacuuming. Or right. Something.
3: Like, shouldn't we be doing oh, something?
4: Yeah, that's pretty much described my wife. <laughs> <laughs> my wife. Sorry. So I'm that's sorry. why I don't mind. It's basically what I married.
3: <laughs> so this is how we learn that uh, Cora's Partner does not listen to the show. <laughs> not a fan, huh?
4: <laughs> i don't think she listens to anything i do <laughs>
3: no my girlfriend who i play final fantasy 14 with does not listen to my show about 14 probably because she hears me talk about it enough
4: <laughs> same with mine she might hear me talk about all the kinds of bullcrap she's like yep yep
3: yeah sure okay and you want me to volunteer the time when you're not here to put on <laughs> your show and listen to you talk about the same stuff huh mm-hmm.
4: Well, it's sadly a, this is off topic for a second. We were watching a gaming show, and they were doing video game music, and like a half a second of Toe Jam Earl came on, and she named
5: it like off the bat, like, like okay, I've never Damn. didn't even realize this. Damn! All right. But anyways, continuing on to Miranda and uh, her Miranda, Horizon.
4: We
3: were like, yeah, so well, so I was talking about Ashley, and then, oh yes, and then Nick, you were uh, saying that your Ashley went kind of differently, but y'all both had Caden. Uh, Mm -hmm. How'd that go?
0: Kurt, do you want to start? You can
4: go ahead, because I'm trying, my interaction with him was basically just kind of like, oh hi Caden, how you doing? You're upset with me? I really don't give a shit. Suck it.
0: Well, (laughs) that's... (laughs) That's the the thing here is that as as I said before, uh, Caden is voiced by Raphael Sparge, who also did Carthonassi in Knights of the Old Republic. I hated Carthonassi in Knights of the Old Republic. I don't know if I've fully gone into it. I don't know. I, I think we just alluded to it in the the prior Caden episodes, but Carth was like a, a, a kind of a righteous a hole, and he was supposed to be, I think, like a kind of your like a morality check for you. Like you should be agreeing with him most of the time, but he was just so pompous about it. And he was a tool. I wanted to kill him in... He, I wanted to kill him in that game and he was like the one character if you went dark side, you could kill like everybody else except for him. He runs away like a coward. And so I keep looking like like there's got to be some way I have to make some decision somewhere that lets me kill him. I, he shows up in, in Knights of the Old Republic 2. I couldn't kill him there. They're remaking Knights of the Old Republic. I forget which company's doing it. Whoever's doing it, please let him be killable. I will buy all the games if he's killable <laughs> and I will, I will kill him in each of those games. So you know he so, so now the same actors playing Caden, but Caden, as we said, is much more bland, very kind of flat, which is fine for you know just a random member of the team. You know, he, you know, Shepard's not like super buddy buddy with him, uh, but you know they get along. You know, Caden's got a little bit of a, a wandering eye for some of the the female members of the team, but also isn't isn't looking to get in Shepard's it, way. He is a walking HR violation. Yes, him and him and Donnelly mm-hmm. need to yeah sit, oh, sit oh down, oh my, and, yeah. And, Oof. I mean, Do- uh, Donald, uh, the, the, the best one is uh, when uh, when Tally's on the ship and he starts talking to her and she's like, you know, I'm right here. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, I can isn't hear it
4: you. Wor- isn't it worse for you just like or not to break him into the office? Like, hey, we need to have a one on
0: one right now. Well, yeah, I, I I feel like that's one of those things. Like, I mean, the character, the situation. I can see like the intent for humor there, but like I feel like that's one of those things that plays very differently in 2010 than it does in 2021. That now you're just like, oh, like, yeah, like, like, uh, Chambers, Chambers is ostensibly HR. She needs to be down there, like, on Donald, like, you need to watch your language. <laughs>
4: yeah, but they get that the just, way we treat, we treat Chambers sometimes also can be HR violations. So
3: I was gonna say, it's like, also true. Kelly is. Kelly is horny on Maine. Like, I I, I don't know about all that. <laughs> Maybe that's just, you know, it's the it's the pressures of being on like a military uh well, paramilitary, I suppose, vehicle in in a combat situation.
0: If 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 Donnelly wasn't with Daniels, and I mean like partnered with Daniels in a way that it kind of implies, like even even uh, Kasumi basically says like the two of them should hook up. Oh yeah, like, they're always together. Like they're they're clearly in that like space of like being a couple without actually being a couple. Like they need to just hook up and work that that out for themselves. But if not for that, I would say like sick chambers on Donnelly. Just let the two of them work out their you know work out their needs. Mm-hmm. You know especially before you have the full Normandy fully staffed, there are some empty spaces on there. They can go for some time.
4: <laughs> That's not where I was thinking this was going,
0: but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, yeah, we, we, we've gotten a bit off topic here. Anyway, so Caden. Anyway, Caden. So you come out, and Caden, you know, and first off, you've got the little mechanic there, Dalen, however you say his name, and he's all... Like Shepard, like, wait a minute, like, I know you, you, you suck just as much as the rest of the Alliance. And then Caden shows up with the whole, you know, you know, you're talking to a legend. He killed the Reapers. He killed Saren. You know, he's, he's super amazing. And it's like, okay, like Caden's coming in. You guys are going to have a nice little chat. And then Shepard's like, hey, good to see you. You know, how you been? And Caden's just like, you're just going to act like nothing happened. Like he goes right into that. Offended a hole range out of nowhere. Yeah,
4: and especially it's like and, really bad for like the last time we saw him, he we, we pushed him basically into an airlock, just to like just like get the heck out of here. He
0: saved his life. We did, yeah. but you know, we did not let him help. If Caden, if Caden Shepard are both falling to whatever planet that was with the uh, you know all the ice cubes, if they're falling together, Cerberus ain't bringing Caden back.
5: No but they, they use for, for Spare parts.
0: Wait, what was that?
4: I said, maybe they could use it for spare parts.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Sh- Shepard, we brought you back, but we didn't find your arm, so we- we've attached Caden's left arm to you now.
5: <laughs> hey, now no matter what class you pick, you have biotic powers.
0: Exactly. That's right? how it
5: works, right? That actually kind of works out, yeah. Anyway, I, I kind of... Barring and Kaden, I didn't like just did not really care about him being there. I did
4: like how this one showed that the alliance, like the alliance, like some people with the, the from Earth don't actually want to be associated with the alliance at all. They just want to be out on their own. They're tired of all the bullshit of all the military and all the fighting and everything else. You know,
0: that makes sense in so far as like that's what these colonies are. These are people who are intentionally leaving the alliance space to kind of go out where there's less. Uh, I guess you know, like regulation and less you know monitoring from the official human, uh, you know, regulatory bodies. So it makes sense in that regard. But... It also figures
5: the, that they, they'd also put cannons on there that don't properly function.
0: I wonder if that all wasn't... Because, you know, I when mean, you find out that the elusive man kind of set this whole thing up, that he leaked to the Alliance to get Caden out there, or Ashley, Caden or Ashley out there, and I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Cerberus had a hand in making sure that the, the cannons weren't working. Because if the cannons are working, then that's going to deter the oh, collectors yeah from coming in.
5: Yeah. yeah. I didn't even
4: think about that. That's actually probably f- true. That should have been obvious. Yeah.
0: And Edie's able to fix it relatively simple. So, I mean, it doesn't seem like it was that difficult of a thing. And, and I'm sure Cerberus is capable of, you know, various types of sabotage the, that they could, you know, mess with the source code or whatnot.
3: Yeah, or like, you know, make sure that some messed up supplies get delivered or something like that. Um, That that actually probably makes a lot of sense, because it definitely comes like it plays out later on that you, uh, you know, like, by the end of this game, there's some conversation about what servers actually really knew, you know, before they told you and whatnot. So Um, yeah, I could see them absolutely like the elusive man manipulating the situation just fully.
0: My my favorite thing about the elusive man, I especially appreciate it because before you go to Horizon and then after you go to Horizon, you have like a you know your your pre brief and your debrief with him, and just the way he plays with that cigarette, like Shepard asks a question and he just huffs, makes Shepard wait, and it's just like like I can't even say it's like Martin Sheen's like acting because I don't know that, you know, I don't know how much that was there, but who, whoever what? directed that sequence, it's like they they, they the elusive he's just su- he's such a. He becomes very punchable. I just oh, want to, like, stop smoking and just talk to me.
4: I think it actually was Martin Sheen's acting, because he actually, doing these scenes and everything else, he had a pin just to pretend he had a, uh, okay. somebody he was smoking with. an okay, object. He's yeah. actually, like, Martin, he's not a smoker himself, so he had this to try to give him the, the what would you be like to be smoking, to have something with you all the time.
3: Right, and, like, play out that sort of, like, oral fixation kind of, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. just just the the use of pauses cuz it's not like and that's the thing is like you can't if he didn't have the cigarette he'd just be standing there not saying anything for a moment and you're just like why aren't you talking but now it's like oh no you got to wait for him to finish his drag and he just drags it out and it's are just like oh come on man like just get get to the point here it's 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 very it's very well done, and I I, th- I think that's something I didn't appreciate on prior playthroughs of, 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 you know, I guess, as you said, that being Martin Sheen's performance. I mean, I, we always knew he was good, but just the the way that the it, it plays with the flow of the conversation is very well done.
4: Mm-hmm. Also, could we also mention the fact that before this mention, Moran just happens to have swarm-proof armor that he hasn't tested, so we get to jump out there and hope that works.
0: Well, I guess they set that up because... Theoretically, you could have gotten Morden last. So, like, if you, if you get Morden first, it's like, what have you been doing all this time on the ship? And so it makes sense, like, if you get him last, it's like, well, you just got him. He hasn't had time to really do much, so, you know, okay, maybe that's why they set that up. I find it funny that Morden, who is a man of many words, when you ask him, like, are you ready with the armor? And he's just like, yes.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
5: Very down to business, though. I mean, ready to go. OK. Yeah. Maybe that's just his sort of STG training.
3: Um, yeah, I didn't I never thought about getting him last because I guess I would never have gotten more than last. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. And, and he even like even so like the time that you yeah, he probably would have had a lot of time actually um, beforehand. But they do show him before you get down to horizon, like with a, a collector bug thing in his lab, I think. Right.
4: Yeah, I think so, yeah, he has has a sample.
3: Yeah, he's got a sample, so he's, you know, he's clearly been working on it. Maybe it's just, it's a hard problem, I don't know.
4: Yeah, that's one of the things like like, not fully tested, so it's just kind of like, I hope this works when we get there, we don't just get frozen, because now it's just game over.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, they do a good job in the cinematics of showing you things that are going to come in later, like they show you the little bug in Morden's lab first. And then when they show you the collectors overrunning the colony, you see the bugs all over the place. And I think it's Lilith whose kind of point of view you're following as she's trying to run away. And then she finally gets like overrun oh, yeah. by the bugs. And and then the collectors come along. And that's when you get to meet Harbinger, who is one of my favorite villains in the series. I think for, as I mean, I, I guess you say he does less than Benetia, but I feel like I like him more. Oh no, he
4: does a lot more than Benetzi. There's he, does? Okay. he just he just does it like Benetzi is like just he does more stuff behind the scenes as like directing things. Things are actually yes. happening, basically. Benetzi is kind of like, well, we're, I'm over here. I'm not really doing anything.
0: Well, I like too that because of the way he takes over the the various you know collector drones, I guess you could say, or you know, like the, the just their, their soldiers, their troops. That you kind of get to fight him several times. Instead of just a one time and you're out, or maybe even like I think with Saren, you fight twice, like, you know, collect, you know, Harbinger, you keep encountering him in that whole, you know, assuming control. It's just very Oh no, assuming it's, it's like, direct control. That's what it is, thank that, you. Yeah. Yes. It's just like, oh, oh crap. Here we go. Here we go. Now it's on. Where is he? Cause I gotta take him out.
3: I I think I've probably just played this game too much because my biggest problem with Harbinger is that he's never very difficult to deal with. But it's because like when he does his little dialogue line, if you find him quickly, he's like animation locked for a good like three seconds, mm-hmm. and you can you can take out more than half his his like combo shields plus plus armor. Yeah,
4: he's not very difficult to deal with, but he's a very interesting design wise. Yeah, because like. You look at take control. It just like the unit is just disintegrating while it's being used.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, his like his whole thing is very cool. I just I think
5: I kill him too fast now. Yeah, it's fair.
0: So now this is the first time, as I said, that we actually meet the collectors. And so previously, we had seen them in other cinematics, or uh, I guess we saw them in the footage uh, that. Uh, the, the one, uh, was it Vitor, I think his name is? The, uh, the quarian that he's, he's, he's traumatized by? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so this is where, this is where we get the full, like, oh, the collectors are like giant bugs. Like, we get that impression really for the first time. And they're putting everybody into these weird little pods and taking them off.
5: Yeah,
4: like, it's like- very like, creepy. Very weird, because I was like, why are all these pods- also, like I love that, like they have such a perfect job. It's like freeze everybody, and leisurely put them all in pods and carry them nicely to the ship. I'm like, yeah, it's very nice, stressful a little way of a kidnapping things.
0: Well, what's what's cool is that in this in the cinematic where they're freezing everybody again, where you're following Lilith's point of view at the end of it, like she's laying there as the as Harbinger takes control of one of the the, the warriors and, and like walks over to her. And behind it you see the praetorian go by, but you don't know what it is.
5: Oh yeah. But also good So then that
0: You're gone. I was just gonna say that sets up the you know the whole fight later.
4: Yeah, but you also gotta think of, like the horrors of these people going through because when they're frozen, all you can see is just just their eyes moving. Their bodies, and everything else can't move. And that's reminds yeah, me of the don't. times I had, like those uh like those times you you wake up or like you partially wake up but you can't move your body. that thing is terrifying, but now you see something just picking you up, and that's got to be even worse.
3: I can't imagine having that feeling for an extended period, because, yeah, it sounds really unpleasant.
0: The the freaky thing that goes with that, too, is that they establish that they're collecting the people for some sort of experimentation, because when you encounter the husks, uh, I had Morden with me, and he points out that, oh, there's no... uh, There's no spindles. Uh, The dragons, was it the dragon's teeth? I think they're called the dragon spikes. Yeah. Like, we don't see any of those here. So, these aren't freshly created husks. These are husks that they brought with them specifically to use here. They're taking everybody that they can and they're bringing them back for whatever they're going to do with them.
4: Yeah, that's what I know. It's like, that's why we start seeing like more upgraded versions of them because like these aren't just husks. These are upgraded husks. They've had longer to process. They're more advanced and some of them are starting to fuse together into more stronger units it's like
0: yeah there's the scions
5: which are just
3: oh man. messed up oh i hate those things so much and then the, I, the, the
5: other ones yeah. mm-hmm. terrifying
0: well that's the thing like the scions, they got like all the heads on their shoulder or whatever and it's just I mean that that's creepy enough, but then you get to the Praetorian, and it's it looks like it's a giant collector head, and it opens its jaw, and it's just full of heads, full of
3: faces. Yeah, yeah, it's it's upsetting. Ugh.
4: Yeah, the first time I played the game, I didn't actually notice that. I for some reason I was, working, I was on like kind of a shittier television but the bigger screen. I'm like, oh, oh, that's what that is. Got it. This is awful. I thought those mm-hmm. were like just robots they made, and the realized it's just huh, fused together. Like, oops. But I also really like this line right here you have where it's like, from the Harbinger says, like, We are Harbinger. And then we are the Harbinger of the Perfection. Prepare these humans for their ascension. And that's just a giant hand of what's to come up with this game. Because when I first heard this, I'm like, What do you mean ascension? What's ascending? Then we had to ship the ascension, but all right, that's weird. Like, are you just making everybody husks? It seems like a terrible ascension.
5: Turns out it's not quite, but yeah. Yeah. Harbinger, I mean, like, going back to what you were talking about, like, Harbinger
3: is a good villain in that, like, just very clearly a villain, but manages to keep, like, there's, Harbinger never monologues, which I appreciate.
0: Yes. Well, Harbinger, Harbinger's not there to monologue. I think a, a monologuing villain is one that's acting with its own purpose and its own rationale. is just there sort of in service of a greater good it has no need to monologue it's just like no we're i'm 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 a, I'm a worker drone effectively i'm here to get stuff done i just happen to be sort of he's a, he's a supervisor ahead of all these other guys he's a yeah. supervisor
4: he's basically like he knows the plans going forward he's got to get, get all the pieces in the right places mm-hmm. he's not there for it's not for his own greater ambitions for just you know the organization as a whole
0: he's he's middle management and when he assumes control he's micromanaging
4: yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's the worst micromanager I've ever seen.
4: Oof. <laughs> but you got to admit, you've had those of people you've wanted to take direct control of because they're so terrible at what they're doing.
0: It's it's it's, it's the equivalent of you know get out of the way, just give me the keyboard, let me type it in. Yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think.
0: I'm trying to think what. So uh, I guess we were talking earlier before the show, uh, Chip, about the fight itself at the end because you get to that final, you get to that final part where, uh, you know, you have to re-enable the or fix. You have to fix the targeting matrix, and so you got Edie connected. Edie's like, okay, I'm going to need some time. So it's your standard. It's a timed fight. You just have to repel these waves. Mm -hmm. um, You know, hold out as long as you can. And that's what ultimately ends with the, with the Praetorian showing up. Um, but that fight, that's a tough fight. Because I, I was actually watching my playthrough of this and I was like, oh, I, I came close to dying several times in that fight. Because there's two things going on. One is you've got some of the, the, the collector particle beams shooting at you, mm. which they, they, hit, they pack a punch.
4: I know. That's why I like to use it as my, my heavy weapon.
3: Yes. Yeah.
5: Yeah, because they, they, they pack a punch and they stun lock you. And that sucks. But also like this this this, this arena you got to fight in is like not the
4: greatest cover. Like there's certain areas you could try to hide behind, there's someone from another angle just shooting at you like can you leave me alone? I'm trying to fight this praetorian. What?
3: No? I what I did this time this last playthrough and I don't think I've ever done it. I always would kind of try and hang around the middle cuz yeah, there's a lot of um a lot of the cover is open to wider angles is I went to the side. I think from when you come in, I went to the left and I hung out there and that seemed to treat me a lot better than I had like previously experienced in this fight. Uh, Cause Which there's, is, is, there's like a point where a bunch of dudes come in from that left side. And if you're right there, you can just like sweep them out. And it felt like that made the whole rest of the fight easier because there is like, that's an actual cover point where you have, you can survey the whole area and there's not going to be like dudes sneaking up on you. Anyway, sorry to cut you off, Nick.
0: Well, no, I was, I was going to say like, like that's the interesting thing is like ostensibly the fight is you're supposed to be protecting the mi- the middle ground. But yeah, if you abandon the middle ground and go where the enemies are coming in, that's what makes it so difficult is they're supposed to have that vantage point and you're kind of in the kill zone in the middle. So yeah, by by you know just ignoring that aspect of it and giving up the the, the tower, I've, I I did notice like at one point Edie was like, "Make sure you're defending the tower." And I'm not sure if she just says that at that point in the fight, or if no, like because my team had actually like strayed off of the off of the transmitter. We'd actually like strayed out in the uh, you know some some area around there, and I don't know if she was like trying to get us to come back or what. But
4: uh, yeah, I don't think the it, the tower is damaged though, is it, or is it slightly damageable?
3: I don't think so. Is there like the only thing I can think of is, is there's something in this fight that I just don't remember that you have to be on the tower like you have to be within proximity for a certain amount of time to like do a transmission? I don't think there is, though. I like, so. I, I really think it is like defeat the waves of enemies. And that is what enables you to pass the fight and
4: the game. This one of the. Yeah. yeah this one of the few fights where I actually was running out of ammo.
5: Just was not a lot of thing, not a lot of like a lot of enemies that weren't really dropping enough like bolts for me. I'm like, cool, you guys suck.
0: Punching. There was one part where uh, one of the collectors was like coming down a ramp, and on the ramp there was like two like boxes in a little spot right between them. I could run up and punch him in the knees, <laughs> <laughs> and so I was able to take him out that way. Wow! the, only we- the-, the collector's weakness:
5: the knees.
0: But. Yeah, that's a it's it's a good fight. I mean, you're, we were saying, you were saying earlier, Chip, that it sucks as a fight because it, it is it is one of the tougher fights. But that's what makes it good is that you know this this game. A lot of this is very linear. You know, you have like you're at one end of a level, the bad guys are at the other end of a level. You have to advance while they're pressing in, and you know the cover's all laid out for you to do that. This fight here is you're in the middle and everybody's coming at you, and yeah, if you you know, if you stray out there, it's very easy to get yourself picked off. And so yeah. you have to be very careful about how you're doing that and watch all your angles because someone will come at you from another angle.
4: Also, because the, the collectors can fly a little bit, if you're not paying attention to it, if you're, if you're on the side, and you're not paying attention, they can fly just behind you and start shooting at you.
3: Yes. Yeah, it really makes you look at the entire arena that you're in tactically, which, yeah, like like to your point, Nick, like a lot of the fights in this game are they tend to be in sort of hallway type scenarios or you know you don't have too much width to cover so you never you never worried about like watching your six because you no know, you've already swept out everything that way in this fight like you kind of have to because if you turn to if you turn hard to the right to go deal with a bunch of dudes you're not seeing the guys coming in behind you who are going to take advantage
0: right and it's not that any of the villains are so difficult in this case it's just it's just the positioning and the fact that there's no clear Okay, like, like, like a lot of the fights too, and I'm, admittedly I'm playing on one of the easier difficulties, but a lot of the fights too, like I feel like I'm using like 5% of the cover provided in this game. Like I find it like one kind of spot and everybody just kind of keeps coming at me in waves and I can kind of stay there. Maybe I'll move up to the next spot and we're pretty good. Whereas this fight, you have to keep moving around. You cannot stay still because someone will find the the, the, the trajectory to you and you've got to, you've got to, you've got to keep moving.
3: Yeah, and so this is where, like, I'm playing as Vanguard, uh, and so I was already kind of in a pretty run-and-gun mentality because that's the style of play playing Courage. But I definitely, I know playing as other classes, like an Infiltrator or an Adept where you're pretty squishy, it's not. It's tough because you're squishy and you'd like to be in cover and pop out to do, you know, powers or whatever, um, but you do not run and gun and you, you tend to get kind of picked on
0: this this was one of those fights where I would charge at an enemy and then try to backpedal and I would lose track of where I was backpedaling so all of a sudden I can't backpedal because I hit cover but I hit it from the wrong side and so I'm trying to like work my way around the cover without really being able to see it and yeah it, that's that's what I'm like okay like I don't remember dying in this fight but this must be where I'm going to die because I don't see how I'm going to get out of this so yeah. alright so I think that pretty much wraps up all we have to say about Horizon I don't know is there anything else to say that
4: I, I did like how the one guy right there is like literally when the collectors run away from you you like d- d- activate the cannons and you start shooting at him. He's like, no, no, go. G- we can't let him get away. They got everybody. I'm like,
3: oh, yeah. Dellen or whatever. Like, dude. Yeah. What do you want? Like, there's three of us here. What, what are we supposed to do against their giant like honking ship?
0: You saved, what is it, at the, at the end of the mission, you actually see that it's about a third of the colony was lost. So you, you Shepard saves two-thirds of the people. You get the cannons working that nobody could get working before, and you literally ran off the collector menace. Like, I don't know, yeah, like, I don't know what more Shepard could have done, like, other than showing up, like, ten minutes earlier, but.
4: Yeah. But you also still can't blame the guy for, like, as soon as those cannons show up, mysterious aliens you've never heard about, just show up and attack them.
0: Well, again and then also again, the thing is he's he's not wrong though but the problem is he's blaming the alliance and i think if anybody's to blame it's cerberus for for setting up the whole scenario well, it's also
4: like mysteriously the one alliance officer they had on on there was not among those taken
0: oh he said he has the best line too about Caden and I don't know if he says the same thing about Ashley he probably does but he's like I can't believe that they got everybody but they didn't get you yeah he does
3: (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, he says the same about Ashley it is it is funny um yeah he's just I don't know he's just big mad like the whole time and I get it to an extent uh but he doesn't really contribute so
5: but yeah he's like no go get him like no dog you get him I'm not going (laughs) Now I can kind of see him just grab a shuttle somewhere and just starts chasing it,
3: <laughs> and the collectors get one more.
0: I don't know the funny thing is, like, they're he he's kind of a a, a dick, and Caden's kind of a dick. I feel like the two of them should just go off and be dicks together, and they could like you know be like two two a holes fighting the collectors as a group.
5: The dicks, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: The, that's that's the other thing too. Is the way the way it all ends is. Uh, where uh, at least the way it ended for me was that, you know, like after Caden's just a complete, you know, just a complete tool to to Shepard. Like, you know you, you know, you know, you know, because even then he's like, you should have, you know, like, why didn't you reach out to me in those two years? And I'm like, dude, like Shepard, like literally just woke up at the beginning of this. <laughs> like It's not like it's not like Shepard was like chilling in a hospital bed or anything that they could be calling people.
4: That's right. But he also so, didn't bother. It, like, uh, yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah. And it's it's just, you know, like. There's no room for, Caden has no ability to, like, understand or empathize with what Shepard went through. It's just, you weren't here, and then, and, you know, and, and now you're with Cerberus, and they're terrible. And it's like, okay, you know what, Cerberus? Not great. We all admit that. But, yeah, but then, like, so, you know, Caden just kind of storms off at the end of that, and then Shepard's like, all right, we're done here. I've had enough of this planet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: But to be on the yeah. other side, like, how I it, still, I feel for Caden a little bit on this part, where it's just like, all right, my commanding arse is dead. Start working for a couple of years. Everybody's giving me shit as being the only Alliance guy I'm here trying to get this cans work. All these, these colonists are being dicks to me. Stressful day. Stressful job. Then my old boss, who's supposed to be dead, shows up. And it's like, great. I could be doing cool shit, but now I'm stuck in this position. Thanks. Could have given me a call. Maybe I would have quit this or done something else. But no.
5: Gotta show up last minute.
3: Would never have called Caden. Game could have been like, you can, <laughs> you can recruit Caden again. Like, I could. I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think if I had known how that conversation was going to go and maybe I'll see if I can save scum and do this anyway, I would have been ruder from the get go because, like, no, you know, what? it's been a while since I've seen him. I'm going to be nice. Hey, how you doing? It's been two years. Is everything cool. And it's like, no, I should have just been like, get, get, get out of here. What are you doing? You, good job, you know, stopping the collectors, Caden. <laughs> I wonder
3: if that impacts three at all. Like if you're if you're mean to him, if you're mean to your sort of alliance Crew member on Horizon, like does that does that reflect uh when you bump back into them or not? Spoiler alert, I guess. Not the look, because that would nope. be funny nope. if you. I don't think it does. I, I think you can like. I was going to say,
0: knowing what I know, it, I don't see how it can.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure no. it doesn't. But it would be funny. It's like, oh, you were going to be mean to me on Horizon. Oh, I don't like you. <laughs>
0: If I'm angry now, I'm going to be so angry when we run into him in three because it's like, you you, you did what? You're you're what? <laughs> you don't deserve I'm that. I'm like, <laughs> I. Oh.
3: I absolutely had a three playthrough where I just was like, dude, no, I don't want you on my career. Get out of here. And I just like left him. I was like, no. Cause that is a thing you can do. You can do. do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, and now I we know like,
0: how this is all going to go.
4: Cade's <laughs> not getting hired back on Dick's team. <laughs> It'll
0: be. There'll be uh you'll ha- you'll have the option at some point to be like if, maybe if you know you can give Caden to the Reapers they'll leave you all alone and then it's like the Reapers are like we don't even want them no <laughs> you keep them you keep them and we'll leave you alone.
5: <laughs> we want all of you. We want all of you except you.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's the the one meme that they're like thank you for being great Normandy Croup not you like. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, I had no, I had no problem with K- like I mean, like I said, he was a little bit bland before this, but like I had no problem with him. And then I get to this, I'm like, wow, like this is everything is coming out now, and I'm just like, all right, we're done. Like fr- friendship just- ended with Kaden. New friendship with anybody else. I'll I'll take the mechanic guy. He sucks, but he's better than Kaden.
3: It just it wasn't <laughs> justified. It was just so like, okay, bud, you need settle down.
0: Do
4: you got any more Kaden thoughts before we move on to our next?
0: No, I think. Oh, man. I think we're good here. I don't. I don't need to keep ranting about him. Well, I'm sure we'll see. It. I don't, we'll see him again at some point.
3: Oh yeah, we'll definitely we'll get see more him into again. it then. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, there will be more to say about Caden, for better or worse.
0: Unless we have Vermeer
4: two, the sequel, where we blow him up again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Shepard will just take drag Caden back to Verma or whatever crater is left of that base and be like, "You should have died here." Should, oh, that's <laughs> just, so <laughs> grim. Just leaving you here. I said the same thought. Like Shepard
3: just yeah, drag. Like, I should have left you here. Like
5: oh, oh. see this birds part. <laughs> that's that's Ashley. That should be you.
0: I <laughs> Yeah, this is kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, is, I'm just imagining where Caden's like, "What? What are we doing on vermeyer and Shepard's like, "Just, just look out. Take your helmet off and look out into the distance." There, oh. he's talking the gun behind. Him. <laughs> are we doing oh, a maybe kind of thing?
3: It's like, it's kinda. It's like you ever seen like like whatever movies or TV shows you'll see um somebody taking their dog out to the woods. Like you just kind of <laughs> do that with with Caden. Um, Oh god.
4: Rasin came to the <laughs> came into the farm up uptown.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, bud. We're gonna go for a ride, like oh. <laughs> commander,
0: what did you do? What a commander has to do. <laughs> <laughs> the universe is a safer place now.
5: Uh, I left him some headache oh. medicine. He'll be fine. Poor no. oh no. <laughs> got really dark all of a sudden
0: <laughs> why did it get so dark
5: yeah wow
4: what's wrong
0: with us
5: i feel i like almost feel bad because wow but i don't it's Caden, so we don't care yeah yeah
0: let's go ahead let's uh let's lighten things up a little bit here let's talk about one of the side quests <laughs> okay to, to wrap this up here since we, we started with a side quest we'll bookend the uh, horizon with some side quests here I love it well oh, actually wait before we do there's one other thing to point out the elusive man he then gives you at the end of this he says well I still gotta figure out where the Omega Relay is and then he gives you the next three dossiers that you get yes oh yeah it does and he says you, you keep building your team and I'm gonna keep working on this so he gives you the next three dossiers you've got uh, Tally, uh, you've got the Assassin and you've got the uh, the Justicar We'll get into them in the next few weeks.
3: I do enjoy that, like, the Tally Dossier is the engineer. Like, you know who it is. Like, just say Tally. It's yeah. okay.
4: No, you find out it's actually that
0: mechanic from Horizon. <laughs>
3: oh, my God. <laughs> Leave him behind, too. <laughs>
0: But the other interesting thing is, he does point out that you need to make sure that you know everybody's all all squared away with their business. Nobody has any, uh, you know, unresolved feelings. Even ask Shepard, like, are you good with your past? Do you have any any outstanding things? And Shepard, like, no, I'm I'm clear. I'm good. I don't have anything to worry about. And then at the end, after you get out of talking to uh, the elusive man, then Jacob's standing right there, and you go talk. Your Jacob says basically, like, you know, it sounds like this is going to be, you know, this is there's a good chance this is a suicide mission. We may not come back. I think everybody's going to be busy taking care of some stuff before we go. So they're basically, they're hitting you very hard, like, do the loyalty missions. The loyalty missions are very important. And now we're going to start introducing them to you so you can actually go and do them. Because I think it's right after this, you can talk to Miranda and Jacob and get their, get their missions so that mm-hmm. you can start to do those as you're going right.
3: around. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the game definitely is like, hint, hint, maybe go start doing these
0: Nah. Yeah. This is where you you need to talk to Chambers and she's like, Oh, hey, Morton's got something for you. Why don't you go talk to him? And Yeah. Hey, right. Jacob
4: wants to talk to you over here. Hey, so and so. It's like, how do you know that everybody they all just like go by a see Shepard, let them know I want to talk to them.
3: I feel like the crew also sends you emails. Like they really are just like, Come on, bud, I want to do stuff. Um, just really making sure that you
0: know. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's sort of the last, you know, this, this is very much setting up like the next, like the, I guess this is like the, the next chapter of the game here. It's like the first, the beginning is, you know, getting the original, the initial crew. Now here, this is starting to do the loyalty missions, finishing up, getting the rest of the crew. So I guess it's like the middle or the, the begin, you know, like early middle, I guess. I feel like there's maybe like four parts and this is definitely like the second part.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Or like the middle third or
5: something. Yeah, four parts probably more accurate, but yeah. They don't do it in threes, they do it in fours. So
0: Yeah, so all of that said, let's go ahead and knock out a side quest real quickly. Let's do the uh it's anomaly detected on uh Tatus and Talava and the Caliston Rift. This is the the one where there's a mech on the surface. That you have to get the energy cubes to lead it. Oh yeah, through the yeah.
3: This was a cube,
4: cube. Like, like what is it? A transformer with the energy cubes? Kind of. Yeah, it
0: needs all it's, spark. It's the power cells. You, yeah. to, you just have to keep finding the power cells to put it in there, so it'll keep going further.
4: Yeah, it's also interesting. Like they don't actually like, a lot of these don't seem to have names. It's just where they're at. I feel like every other mission had it actually like a name.
0: Well, some of them, like, basically, like, some of them, if you actually get the quest in your, your quest log, like, if you you hear about it somewhere else, it'll give you a mission. Some of these, you just scan the planet, find an anomaly, and then come down. Right. And so, yeah, this is one of the simpler ones. You basically just find an abandoned mech, you hack it to turn it on, and then you just have to kind of stay ahead of it, finding the power cubes as you lead it through a little mining path. uh, And ultimately, you get some platinum.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The game has a lot of these. Well, I don't know if it has a lot. It has, you know, a handful of these little, you know, pop down on a planet, do a little vignette type mission. Doesn't really seem to have much impact on the story, but it's fun. I like them because they're pretty varied uh, and they give you... it, It feels a lot better than... And it always makes me look sort of less fondly on the go into the same cookie cutter bunker and, and kill all the dudes type missions that yes. were in, in one. So I feel like here they were really stretching their legs and saying, look at all these, you know, weird little different things you can do.
0: No, I was thinking of your comments. Cause you've talked about that before. And I was, th- when i was playing through these missions, I'm like, every mission is individually crafted and each mission is its own specific experience. And yeah, I mean, this is something they could have very easily been like, Oh no, we're going to put you on the same map as another one. And you're going to lead the, you know, the, the mech through the same, terrain basically but they don't repeat terrain in this game there's no mm-hmm. at least if the, if they have i haven't seen it i don't know where they do it i don't know how they do it like oh
4: well, i think every i think part of it comes to like like in the first one they actually had like entire planets they try to have you explore we're here a little bit a little smaller a little more enclosed spaces they can direct you there's not like you land on a planet, you find a little tunnel and get somewhere and they have to make sure that matches with the planet or the surface like you know, we just need to show you a little bit. You don't have to see all of it.
0: Yeah. That's, that's true. Because it plays, too, off of the uh, Bring Down the Sky DLC in the sense that, like, that was the, the first one where you see, like, Shepard, like, the, the Normandy sort of fly overhead and drop off the Mako as part of the introduction. And now you see the, sh- the shuttle land in e- each of these missions. It's got its little drop zone area. And you're right. You're not wa- randomly exploring the planet because you could get out of your, you could get out of the Mako at any point on the map. You could, you know, as long as you are not like on like a sheer cliff face or something. Yeah, but you could try to get out of the Mako at any point on the map and just walk around the entire map, you know, as as your crew. There was just and nothing so, yeah, so to it, do
3: on the planet. Yeah, thing yeah. it was like, you, like yeah, you could get out of the Mako anywhere, but, but why?
0: So it makes sense that they would see that as kind of wasted development time because there is no. They put a lot of time into making those maps, I guess, to be you know the challenge there is navigating the terrain in the Mako. Um and then they they got rid of that and actually gave you some varied missions that, yeah, here you know you've gotta find this mech, yeah, like and, it's, you know leave the, it around
3: this whole thing takes like maybe ten minutes to do fifteen, something like that. It's a very fast mission. They never repeat this mechanic either, there's never another mission where it's like and you know move this sort of partially defunct mech around or like go find it energy. It's just like, hey, let's try this, um, so I liked it it's it's fine, you get some resources, it's just like it's a nice little like. Bite sized break where if you're kind of like, oh, I don't really want to play, I don't want to do a half hour, 45 minute mission, uh but I'm not quite done, I'm not quite ready to hang it up. You can go pop one of these off.
0: It's a morsel. Yeah. Yeah. But it's nice too that, you know, you're thinking like, oh, I'm going to be going into a new mission. Let me get my squad ready. It's going to be, you know, I'm going to be killing somebody. And no, I'll just, just playing with a robot.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think so there's some of- dudes you got to kill here, but it's, it's, not a
5: lot, yeah.
4: Though I really kind of want them to do like just like just a those little robot things, a little bot, those Bob and robots they used to have. <laughs> they just like just duke each other out. Kind of wish that'd be the ending, just like one of the works just has their own robot and just fight each other out.
0: That's what Shepard will once 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 they beat the Reapers, Shepard will uh just go in like robot fighting, be like a promoter,
5: <laughs> <That's laughs> yeah, the underground robot fight for fighting league. <laughs>
0: All right, so I think that's gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode then here. So thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing, and thank you for listening and downloading. We are at Squad Goals N7 on Twitter, also at the Mash Network. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash mash those buttons, also on YouTube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons.
3: Chip, where can people find you? Uh you can find me uh on Twitter and Twitch, uh and both my accounts are uh W D. That's the word double Y-E-W-D-E-E. Uh, and you can find me on the MASH Network on Wondrous Tales, where every two weeks we talk about Final Fantasy XIV and all of that that implies. Uh, Kura, where can people find you?
4: Oh, They can find me on on Twitter, at KuraBars, K-U-R-A-B-A-R-E-S, or on Twitch.tv slash KuraBar, where, where I'm not living at work. I will stream on there some video games. And then you can find me every week, talking about Apex Legends on Dropping Spicy. You can us there at Dropping Spicy, and then uh can find me just on various projects working around the network. How about you, Nick?
0: I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons network on WoW Talk, talking about Warcraft news and guild management, and also on the Torn and the Goblin, talking about Warcraft story and lore. Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at mash.gg/discord, and email us your questions or thoughts. Let us know what you think of Horizon or how much you don't like Kaden, or maybe you do like Kaden, and you want to present an alternate opinion, please let us know. We, I would like to hear a, a pro Kaden argument. Uh, email us at squadgoals at mash.gg. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can, and visit mtb.gg support to see all the ways you can support Mash those buttons and all our great podcasts, including on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month, you can gain early access to content as well as to Patreon exclusive content you can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link as well as our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg slash support. And stay tuned to hear about our other shows on the Mash Those Buttons Network. For Chip and Cura, I'm Nick, and I should go. This is my favorite podcast on the
4: network.
3: See you, Commander.
0: You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash themash network, facebook.com slash mash buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash discord.